Welcome to the Candid Combos podcast, where each day I bring you candid truths designed to help you live a happier and healthier mentally balanced life. For more, you can visit coleki.com. I used to wake up in the middle of the night because of chest pains caused by anxiety. Overthinking and worrying about worst case scenarios used to cause panic attacks and anxiety attacks that left me exhausted and tired. I know that life can be challenging when you're living with anxiety, especially when anxious thoughts seem too plausible to just brush off. What I learned is that I don't need to force myself to dismiss my anxious thoughts. Instead, I've learned the skill of putting my fears and anxieties to the test and working myself through them, taking them seriously and preparing as though my worst fears could actually become a reality. I use a technique called fear setting, and I know it'll be very helpful for you as well. I'll teach you how to do this using an example that's very common, very popular, the biggest fear, which is giving speeches. So step one is clarifying my fear and anxiety. And I do this using a what if statement. My what if statement in this case would be, what if I do terribly at my speech? So now that I know what my big fear is, The second thing I do is list out all the things that I can do to prevent this fear from actually becoming a reality. So, okay, I'm terrified of speeches. What if I rehearse my speech in front of people that I know and trust, like my friends or my family, and gain some confidence? Yeah, that makes it less likely that I'm going to mess up my speech. It doesn't erase the chance. It doesn't erase the chance, but it does decrease it because practice becomes permanent. Secondly, seeing that I already know that I have a big fear, I can research and look into ways to minimize the impact of this anxiety on me when I'm actually giving the big speech. It's natural to feel nervous when giving a speech, but if I prepare for it, I will be taken off guard. Thirdly, so after I've listed out my big fear in a what-if statement, and then I've listed out all the things that I can do in my own power to prevent my fear from becoming a reality, Then I prepare for the worst case. What can I do if I actually do fumble and do terribly at my speech? What can I do to take care of myself after this big mistake that I'm so terrified of? Or who can I call to help me through this time? In my case, my best friends are gold. (laughs) So if it is that I'm feeling terribly about messing up, I know if I call them, I'll get encouragement. Because chances are, if I just leave it to me, I'm going to bully myself. Negative thinking will draw me down. So I prepare for it. In case I do terribly, I know I have a support system waiting to support me. And that's the first step. Clarifying my fear and my anxiety. And what I like about this first part is that it makes me aware of the fact that I actually do have the tools necessary to face and conquer my greatest fears. So I have the tools to prepare and to minimize my chances of actually making this fair a reality. And I also have the tools necessary to cope and to recover and to heal should I actually fall prey that my fears are actually a reality. I'm fully equipped. Step two, and I find this to be very important, 
what would be the benefit of a partial success? A lot of times we look at things in an end-all kind of way. If I start a speech and I do terribly, or I do part of it well, and then other part terribly, then it's a big failure. But no, it's not. Because partial successes still count. So I'm fearful of doing the speech and messing up. But what would be the benefit of a partial success? So at least I tried. And I list out all the things that are beneficial for me actually trying and failing. In this case, gain the confidence to actually go out there and do it again. Being pleased with myself that I actually tried something I was fearful of. And that in and of itself is actually a pretty big win to actually try. Way better than those people who choose not to do it any at all. So step three, step three and final step would be to list out the cost of inaction over time. Usually I break this out into three parts, six months, one year, three years, depending on how urgent the task is and how big or small it is. But usually six months, a year and three years are pretty good. That's more uh, medium to short term. So if it is that I don't do this speech right now and I delay it, chances are that in a few months, I'm going to be a bit more comfortable saying no to other speaking engagements because of how willing I was to say no to this one. In a year, it's likely that I would have missed out on a lot of opportunities that were likely to be very fruitful and frugal because of the public speaking element that they may have required. In three years, uh, probably be even more fearful of public speaking because over time, these fears grow. Our imagination will definitely have a field day with you. So what started out as a small fear can easily become something way greater, blown way out of proportion because we allowed it to just sit there. So that's usually how I work through my fears and my anxiety. And I put them to the test to see whether or not they're worth even being fearful over. And then also to ensure that I'm prepared. So everything that I consider to be anxiety, triggering, I put them to the test. And then I show myself that I am prepared. Should these things, despite how ridiculous they sound or how feasible they are, I'm prepared. And I'm aware of the benefits of trying. I'm also aware of the consequences of not taking these fears or anxiety seriously. So I'll give it a try. It's called fear setting. Let me know how it goes. Hi, it's Kimberly Lecky. Thanks so much for listening to the Candy Carbos podcast. If you don't already know, you can get access to more mental health resources at ceolecky.com. That is C-E-O-L-E-C-K-I.